Oh, oh, Lee, Lee, they're here. They're here. <laughs> I, the review is here. I the heard, review is Ryan, here. I heard, Ryan, I heard. And it's not here. Oh. Hello and Yay! welcome back to AIO Audio Revenues. I'm Lee. Revenues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ryan. And today we're reviewing the fifth episode in this arc we've been doing. It's episode 353. What's the name, Ryan? The name is A Question About Tasha. Oh, is, th- is, that-, is that the episode we're doing today? I hope so. I, I prepped you for a change me. again. No, no, we're good. We're no. good. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yes, this is a question about Tasha. Written by Paul McCusker and Phil Lawler, also known as Campbell Freed. Um, directed by Phil Lawler and with sound design by Dave Arnold. This is critically, I think, the highest rated episode in this arc right here for various reasons. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think on the. It's a decent one. Uh huh. It's I'm I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are on it, but um I have pretty pretty high praise for this one. So it starts off. If we're ready to just jump right into it, Ryan? Yeah. Any let's news? Just jump into it. Let's just dive into things. So scene number one, Connie is at the window and watching for Jason and Tasha, and she's on good terms with Tasha now for some reason, not jealous of her. Yeah, she suddenly like loves her to death. I know. like best buds. <laughs> and so um, so she's like, Jack, they're here, they're here. And Jack says, no, nah, it's not them. And Connie is really excited because, one, it's Jason and Tasha, and she wants to try out her new wedding planning service, which is Dreams by Constance. And this mm. episode only takes place two episodes after the last one we reviewed, What Are You Gonna Do With Your Life?, in which Connie was trying to figure out what to do for a career. Now she actually has a job. I, I think the point you were making last time, Ryan, is it's not really a career. It's just a, a side job. Yeah, it's her multi-level networking mm-hmm. uh, gig yeah, <laughs> on but the side. She's I, selling essential oils to people. <laughs> I included the last episode because I thought it was important, at least, because now she's actually doing something. So it seems like her talk with Tom at the end kind of made her think, hmm, well, what's, I guess, where do circumstances lead me? Where is God leading me? And it kind of kind of works out in this episode, I guess. I mean, she's, she doesn't get business, but... At least she tries. No. no. I feel bad for Connie because she's like, she's trying to be an entrepreneur and everyone around her has issues. And that's <laughs> the only reason that her job never works out. <laughs> like if know. people just had normal weddings without cranky uh, mother-in-laws or <laughs> um, just like, oh, just yeah. kidding. We don't actually know that we're getting married because we didn't get everything together first or mothers-in-law who are felons that too that too <laughs> poor a, connie there's a line in that one nightmares by constance where she says "Juliet, all i want to do is help people celebrate the happiest day of their lives cake flowers mini quiches i love it like yeah but here, here's her mini introduction quiches. it does i and i think tasha genuinely i mean tasha and jason both genuinely wanted connie to help and i think connie was doing a good job but another thing is does Connie really have that much experience at this? Maybe this is her first, since these are her first customers, she's gaining experience this way? Maybe, yeah. It sounds like she's definitely very prepared, so I'm proud of Connie for being capable mm-hmm. and, and, and like on top of things. And actually doing her research and doing her homework. Yeah. Like we get that one scene later where she's on the trying to call Judge Abernathy, which is you know one of the things that wedding coordinators do. They don't just 
talk to the bride like, hey, we're going to do this and then go home and watch TV for the rest of the day. No, there's actually planning <laughs> that goes into it. Um, is Connie working at Wits End at this time? Like while she's planning yes. all this out? Or, well, I mean, I she, assume so. Well, I mean, she still has her job at Wits End, but is she just off for the day or something? Um, Maybe. That's a good question. Maybe. Maybe. I just thought of that right now. It's not too important. We can move on if you want. Uh, my guess is that it's like there's no <laughs> I don't even hear any um, any kids running around with that. No, that's true. I always think of it as so being So like, maybe it's Sunday. Yeah. Like I, I always think of it as being nighttime for some reason during these scenes. I don't know why. Interesting. Maybe. Just I did I didn't, but hmm. Hmm. that's just maybe. me. That's just me. Maybe it was nighttime when I heard the episode for the first time. Anyway, mm-hmm. so Connie is fogging up the window. And then Jack, <laughs> and Jack, Bernard comes in and says, get away from the bed. Takes a squeegee, rubs it off. And he's like, oh, sorry, Bernard. Oh, what do I know? And so then uh, Jack is asking Connie, why are you so excited? And Connie's talking about her wedding planning business and saying she's excited. She doesn't, I don't know if her line is, like, she doesn't exactly know what to say when they come in or something. And Jack says, well, you better figure it out. Here they come. And then Jason and Tasha come in and they're all excited. And Connie talks about, uh, planning their wedding for the next couple weeks and this is we don't really get the background of this the last thing we heard about jason was love is in the air and then now all of a sudden he's here and this whole uh background of i guess jason left and now is back or something i don't fully understand it but i don't think we'd really need that much background point mm-hmm. is tosh is back and they come in and J- jason actually doesn't say anything until his first line if you if you notice townsend coleman doesn't have any like hey how's it going or ad libs anywhere in there yeah so tosh is talking about the flight connie mentions the planning the wedding and jason says yeah funny you should mention that uh we're getting married tomorrow and then (laughs) whoa okay um how many people are you going to expect to attend this wedding right right that's what i've been wondering like so jack's gonna be in the wedding yeah assume like that's what jason's assuming and connie is but like are they inviting anyone else Maybe. Like, I don't know, maybe Donovan from the agency would like to come to that wedding? Yeah, on such short notice? Or... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The, also, the question is, Odyssey is bigger than just the characters we see. And right. The characters so, we like, see... what about Jason's pastor? Right. I'm That's sure got to be awkward. I'm sure there are like a lot this... of, <laughs> what, <laughs> if he comes to the wedding? Just like, like, we don't want you to do the wedding, but but come to the wedding. <laughs> And the pastor's like, wow, okay. I can do it if you want. No, no, it's fine. Okay. I'm guessing in life, at least for these characters in Odyssey, there are a lot of major characters in their lives, or major players, I guess, who we don't see on the show. Like, Jason's best friend is, aside from Jack, I guess, because Jack's more of a mentor, Jason's best friend in Odyssey is probably this other guy named Harry who we never see or anything like that, you know? (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know. (laughs) But I just imagine all these – whenever I imagine this wedding, I imagine it two scenarios. One, all the people from Odyssey, like everyone in the town just coming because everyone knows Jason. Or two, Jason and Connie sitting in the Wits End – no, Jason and Tasha getting married in the Wits End Auditorium. I was thinking Connie, but I was just thinking random people I know. Jason and Connie! Wait, I actually said it. Nope. Okay. I'm rambling now, aren't I? <laughs> uh, but uh, I can move on. <laughs> anyway, they're, they're talking about it. We get a scene change or a commercial break. We fade back in. Jack and Connie's mouths are hanging open, and Jason's like, "Yeah, we thought we'd. You know, what, what's the problem?" And they said, "Well, it's just, it's just kind of sudden." And Connie says, well, "But it's no problem. We can, we can get everything planned out." She goes off with Tasha, 
because Tasha still wants a wedding dress, which makes sense. And then Jack has the line where he's talking to Jason. Jason brings up something, a little plot point about, I guess, what? Is it Crystal's antique shop? Crystal's gift shop? Yeah, he needs to go get the ring. Oh, is it from there? Oh, I does thought. he does he actually get her the ring then? Because remember when we were talking in Love is in the Oh, Air right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that he's like, okay, I guess I need to be a good fiance <laughs> and actually purchase a ring. So I'm <laughs> getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting it last minute. Uh, the day before. But then J- Jason turns to Jack and asks and starts to ask it and Jack has a line where he says, "Jason, you astound me. You absolutely astound me. And then that's kind of the theme throughout this episode of <laughs> Jason's, well, also astounding Jack, but also Jason's character arc. Because Jason, as left off between Jack, him and Jack, had been okay at the end of Blaggard, where it was Jason said, I need to tell you everything about Dr. Blaggard, about my past. But he didn't really progress, I think, as a character and as a person throughout those episodes. And it was left off in the touch of healing where Jack was very skeptical of what Jason was doing. Jason was impulsive, running a, rushing ahead with the Imagination Station technology. And Jack was more reserved, thinking, I'm sensing problems if we continue with this technology. And right here, Jason's rushing ahead with the wedding. And mm-hmm. Jack hasn't even thought of the possibility, I don't think, that Tasha isn't a Christian. But right. he is starting to see this culmination of his and Jason's interactions with Jason being impulsive, Jack being more, um, more patient. And that persists to the very end of this episode, which I really appreciate. Uh, but Jason, uh, rushes off and Jack is wondering, Oh, I'm so confused. And then we go to the next scene. Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> next scene <laughs> with Tasha and Connie. And you remember that? Jason callback? rushes off and hits his head on the refrigerator. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> like, and ice cream starts dripping on him. Eugene walks in. Hey, Jason. Ow. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Connie and Tasha are planning the wedding. And first red flag is that Tasha wants a hat instead of a veil. No, nah, never mind. It's fine. Did she say hat? I like how the veil drips off that hat. She says, "That's weird." I mean, it is a I've little. Never, I've, I've never seen a wedding hat. I, I saw think. a wedding. I think it was in Reader's Digest or something. A wedding dress made out of toilet paper once. That, that's what we need during this. Yes, this dark exactly. time we're facing. We need to waste toilet paper on dresses. <laughs> Start flooding the markets. No, anyway. Um. So. Tasha is talking to Connie and they're getting the details sorted out. Uh, this and that. I, I want that. Uh, let's go with that dress. Uh, how about this? And then Connie says, oh, what am I thinking? I need to call the pastor to reserve the church. And Tasha says, well, nope. I kind of want it to be here at Wade's End. And I don't really want a pastor. Just the justice of the peace. And by the way, Connie, you're my maid of honor. Oh, really? Right. Cool. And so yeah. Connie is very Connie's honored. like, sure, I'll be your maid of honor. I'd, I'd be love honored. to be in your wedding. I'd uh, much yeah. more rather be marrying Jason in your wedding, but whatever. <laughs> but sure, we're all chums now, so yeah, great, great. It's fine. <laughs> Second best. <laughs> also, we never really saw Connie's resolve from, or her resolution, I guess, from Love is in the Air Part 2. Last thing we saw was her talking to Jack, like, yeah, thanks for yeah, understanding. Yeah, I guess I am just making everything up. I'm just a <laughs> drama queen. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's like, "Yeah, I'm just so enthusiastic about." Th-. No, okay, my my Connie impression is off today. Anyway, you can cut that. 
I can cut that. Or not. We can uh, cut that together. We'll, we'll no. do it. <laughs> uh, but now Connie's like, yeah, sure, it's it's great. And there's not really any tension between her and Tasha. Connie's more just like the bystander here thinking, yeah, well, hey, she's a character. I like her. Oh, wait, this is going on with her? Oh, well, let's... Why is that, Jack? And so Jack explains it. But I do like her in this one because she's more of the audience in a couple right. ways. I'll, I'll bring up one of the late ways later. But um, another thing is if Tasha wants the wedding to be at Wit's End, I'm constantly thinking, why? How big is Wit's End? Do you have room for that? Where? Where is this? Right. Is it- like, A, do you have room? B, is that going to, like, mess everything up for the kids? Like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to come in and get an ice cream, and they're having a wedding, a wedding. in the front entryway. Well, also, where are there places in Wits End where it's not geared for kids? The question is, is it just a kids' hangout place? Or like, if an I adult. Maybe, maybe, maybe the little theater, if no one's using it, maybe? Huh maybe i don't i don't know that was always the question i had about wit's end how much of it is get, like a play married, place they could get married in the imagination station they could be anywhere they want to be <laughs> hmm that concerns me on <laughs> on a couple on a couple levels but okay <laughs> maybe maybe um in any case she's like no no church no pastor and connie's like okay and so the next scene, Connie's on the phone with Joe Jabernathy. She's getting the uh, the hold tone, and she says, "Oh, get off the phone!" And Jace, Jack walks in, like, "What's up?" And Connie talks about how uh, she's calling Joe Jabernathy. She's just fine with it, and I'm gonna be the maid of honor. And so Jack is. This is the part where Jack starts to like get his red flags. He's piecing everything together, and uh, he pronounces Tasha's name as Tasha, which I find Tasha. interesting. Yeah, we don't know Hi, Tasha. Tasha. <laughs> and so. Jack, as a character in this one, is, I believe, thinking back to his wife, Emily, and wondering if he made the right choice, wondering about, I think, even his own judgment at this point. And so he is constantly second-guessing himself, even in these Mm -hmm. early moments. And so when Connie starts mentioning all these things, Jack tries to rationalize them and says, okay, they're doing this and this. Ah, well, I probably probably wouldn't really matter anyway. And it's it's probably this. I definitely appreciate that about his character because it shows that at least he's humble about his own um, judgment. Like yeah. he does, he's not like, oh, I smell something, so it's definitely that I'm going to jump to conclusions and make ac- accusations at people. <laughs> yeah, like Wit in the Novacom saga. <laughs> <laughs> something's just, something's just off about them and i never have a bad feeling unless <laughs> evil corporations trying to harm odyssey except that one time when blaggard wanted to build his building and it was like sure i'll help you get a business license oh yeah yeah he never he didn't have the he wasn't uh, as spiritually mature back then <laughs> uh but that's that is a good point about jack jack has insight or i think it is insight that wit i don't know if he shares with wit or not but his dreams that Jack has, um, he doesn't right. mention. He doesn't mention them in this one, but in other ones, he talks about the dreams during the Blackwood Saga. <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrible? If he Jason's had a... like, "Why don't you want me to marry Tasha?" And he's like, "Well, I had this dream." No. <laughs> and Jason, Jason's like, "No, enough with the dreams." And but Jack does present it very well in that he doesn't bring in. Jumping ahead here, he doesn't bring in any outside information into that conversation. He just yeah. says, this is what the Bible says. And 
I I need to confront you about this. It's not like I am any superior to you. I just need to bring this truth to you, which you know to be true, which I really appreciate about him. Um, and that's actually the next scene. You mind if I just jump ahead here? Do it. This is going by really quickly, probably because I just don't have a lot of notes. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot of notes early on because the meat of the episode's later. This is all just set up. And this, I think, this next one is one of the best scenes in Odyssey. Uh, well, I, I guess there are three great scenes in this episode, this being one of them. Um, Jason walks in to, I guess, Jack's office, and he's they're talking, I think, about preparations or something, and then Jack says, well, yeah, Tasha's off doing that, which is why I wanted to ask you this. And he presents it really well. This scene is written very, very well, and he asks Jack if he'll be his best man, and that if he would give Tasha away. And Jack is completely blown away by this. And because this is kind of the point where Jack needs to make his decision about the wedding, or because he has some unanswered questions, he gently, then he second guesses himself too later on, like I should have presented myself more gently or more humbly. I don't know what he says. Um, but he... Um, let me think about this. He he starts to say to Jason, I have I have a question, and Jason knows where this is going, kind of because he's heard this from Jack before, so Jason sits down, and Jack starts to talk about Tasha's faith. And Jason says, well, yeah, I, I think she's a Christian. And the question is, did could is it that hard for Jason just to go ahead and ask her if she's a Christian, I, or is he just in denial about it? I think I don't think it's kind of a combination of denial and fear. Like he he hears what Jack has to say, and I think he secretly like he doesn't show it quite, but he shows kind of through his verbal, like the acting. I think is really good here because yes. from what I could read from like what the character was saying and how they were saying it. It was like he's afraid of exactly what Jack is implying, and he's running away from that fear. Mm. Like, like kind of in denial, kind of like, no, I'm going to try to avoid this being the case. Yeah. In my yeah. own mind as well as, like, in reality. <laughs> yeah, that is a great point about the acting. At no point, I think, am I pulled out of the acting here. There are five yeah. actors, and... Uh, Joe Jabberknife be in the fifth one, and they're pretty good, you know. Uh, hey but, guys, <laughs> you want to get married right now? <laughs> um, so Jason has a point where he kind of goes off on Jack, where he says, "Your timing couldn't be worse. Our wedding is tomorrow," and the the acting right there. And in that moment, I don't. And as it plays through the rest of the episode, I don't think Jason is refusing what Jack is saying. I think, like you said, he does know, but he's processing through it and he's trying to find any way he can to defend it. But he knows that Jack is right. Right. And And even uh, later when he's talking with Tasha, he's still like, you can hear it in, it's a really good writing style in that he's not like giving a sermon. Now you can hear the way he talks and the way he converses with Tasha. He's trying to figure it out and get mm -hmm. to the conclusion by the end of the conversation. And he does. And it's yeah. it's great how, even in that, Tasha isn't pushing against him, saying, well, I don't have to be a Christian. It's it's No, it doesn't matter at all. She's actually saying, does it matter? She's asking him questions that are provoking the conversation. Like, right. 
I understand your beliefs and I know they're important to you. Do they have to be important to me as well? Which is why I really like Tasha in this one. And mm-hmm. which is why the search for wit is so much more confusing. But anyway, uh, that's for later. Is the search for wit after this? Yes. Okay. Because that's when Jason and Tasha finally break up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, J- Jack has one of the lines where he, again, is going to consent to Jason, where Jason's given him his assurance, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's a Christian, and they go back and forth, and Jack finally backs off, saying, okay, I, I just thought it was worth checking, and then Jason presses in further, because he wants to know what Jack really thinks, and he's not going to let Jack just give up on this, and that's what I also find interesting. Jack is struggling to be courageous in this episode, and he finally yeah. does when Jason says, at the end, his ultimatum, we would love to have you in our wedding, and Jack says his Alan Young's delivery is so good. He's hesitant. If you aren't sure about your faith, then I can't be in your wedding. Yeah. And um And I think yeah. the one thing I think I think this is the one problem I had in the entire episode is mm-hmm. that the only reason they're able to get to that part in the conversation, there's a two like Jack says something and Jason says something. So Jack says, um, it's a little like it's a little bit of a forced argument. So like Jack says, "Okay, I just thought it was worth checking." And like that's perfectly right. reasonable. Like it's uh-huh. perfectly reasonable for Jack to be like, "Oh yeah, just thought it would be good to make sure that she's a Christian." And the the proper response, at least the way I would respond as Jason, would be something like, "Okay, well thank you. Now, <laughs> would you like to be in the wedding?" But Jason and, doesn't say that. He's yeah. like, "Well, why why did you want to check? What cuz you wouldn't be part of our wedding if she weren't." And then like, Jack basically says, "Well, <laughs> well, yeah, thanks for reminding me. No, I'm not going to be." So, at that right. moment, was Jack going to Yeah, I don't I don't fully get that like, either. Like Jack would have probably just like let everything go. That's the that's what it sounded like when he was like, "I just wanted to check." And the only reason he finally said i won't be in your wedding seems to be because jason implied it already yeah and it doesn't seem to follow from when jack says i just thought it was worth checking for jason to say okay well do you want to be in our wedding and jack say no it (laughs) if if he just said (laughs) you thought it was worth checking uh i don't i don't know that's weird but i think it it does like, work out. I noticed as I was if, listening to if it. If you jump through a few hoops that it's here. kind of. Jason's I guess, character I think be, it's. Like they, they needed to make there be some conflict in this episode. For the rest of the episode to work. And it they they fit it in pretty seamlessly. I just caught that it was not 100% seamless. Right. The, the conversation could have gone differently. And maybe. Maybe there was another line. Or maybe Jack was seeing something in Jason's face. Where Jason was getting very agitated. And Jack Maybe. knew saying, I just thought it was worth checking would provoke something in Jason. I don't, I don't know, to, to get him to say um, <laughs> something like, wow, I don't, I don't know. Pulls out a breadstick Jack. from behind his back, starts whacking Master Jack Master manipulator. <laughs> uh, so Jack says no, and Jason says, okay, well, we'll do it without you. Chasha comes in, Connie comes in, they're all, oh, yay, happy, happy stuff. And then Jason's like, nope, I'm out of here. And then Chasha I- <laughs> runs after him and. Uh-huh. Um, and Jack. if we can go back just a little bit, this is like, yeah. I think this is the only other thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just something that whenever I heard it as a kid, it sounded weird. 
when Tasha comes in and she's like, oh, hi, yeah. I wanted to show you the dress. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> and she's, and like, when I heard that, it sounded like she just, like, suddenly get, becomes, like, this creepy bridezilla. <laughs> I wanted to show you the dress. Oh, hi there. I wanted to show you the dress. <laughs> <laughs> I have that line written down in my notes. I was just like, okay, let's skip over that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And that's another weird thing. Is Jason supposed to see the dress before the wedding? I, I know you're not supposed to see the bride, though Hannah and I totally broke that tradition, but it, yeah. Didn't you know. didn't you say that? Like, no, that was something else. That's little women. What am I talking about? No. Um in your I remember the video you made about your honeymoon and stuff with the soap. Yeah. Yeah, it really said to be you. Oh <laughs> anyway. Um but did you but when did you break that tradition? Huh? Like before before your wedding, um did you when did you see her before the wedding? Oh yeah, so it was um I actually saw her twice before we got married. The first time like we we were both like running around and helping make preparations and stuff. Um so I saw her um in plain clothes before the wedding and then I also saw her in her dress before the wedding. Mm. on the day of the wedding well and it did it turn out badly for you no no no, it was fine it was fine we have a lovely marriage yes very happy about that that moment you realize she's dating you (laughs) (laughs) uh for those people people share that meme (laughs) yeah for those who don't get that reference i made a um i i there was this girl from speech and debate who i met at a speech tournament a couple weeks ago and she gave me her phone number. Phone number wasn't working. I was like, oh, no, what's going on here? It turned out it was the wrong number. I finally got her right number. First thing she sends me on text messaging is like, hey, I already have a boyfriend, just so you know. So, <laughs> Ow. Ouch. Yeah. And so I sent Ryan a meme saying, that moment you realize she's already dating somebody, and I have this, like, pained expression on my face. And then I sent him back a meme because I wanted to get in on the self-memeing mm-hmm. of me with Hannah. And the caption was that moment when she's dating you. (laughs) (laughs) And that just made me feel like, oh, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, I was an insensitive jerk. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine. I'm sure I'll send him something back a little while later. Um, But anyway, Jack is left in the room with Connie. And I I don't know if Jack has another another line or something. I forget. Um, But we transition. He's like, I need to go. I need to go pray. Oh, <laughs> right, and he does, which is what yes. actually he does. And then Connie is Connie's left just thinking, what's going on, since Connie doesn't know. Same thing about Tasha. So Tasha is rushing after Jason. Jason's stomping out of wit's end, and He's she like, goes, Would you follow me to the ends of the earth if I asked? <laughs> Would you give me a million dollars if I asked? Which I don't get. Like <laughs> He says, um, if I asked you to do something, would you? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends. <laughs> Good, because I'd like you <laughs> to jump off a bridge. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It's a weird way to phrase it. I guess it works, but maybe if you could have had Jason said, if I if I knew something was the best for both of us, would you do it? Maybe, or something. yeah. Like, preface it first. Like, okay, maybe. But basically just insist that, yes, Tasha trusts Jason. They are both mature, at least in dealing with each other, I'm guessing. And yeah. so even though Jason's being a little bit impetuous here, he still wants the be- what's best for both of them it- inwardly, which is why he asks her that. Or mm-hmm. 
I guess he just wants to, I don't know. He knows that she might push back on a little bit, and she does later on, which is why I really appreciate her in this episode. She's so, so great, so understanding. And when he just says, let's go ahead and get married, or let's, let's go ahead and elope, um, she it goes along with it, but she's not, she's not happy about it. And Jack, we're left the next scene where Jack is praying, help him to see having, um, praying specifically for Jason because he had the conversation and wants Jason to understand, no, this is the, this is what the Bible says about this. There are going to be problems. If you do, then remember how I said earlier, Connie, I think represents the audience. Do you remember right. me saying that? Yeah, right, yeah, well, you did. So Jack is having this moment. Connie rushes in. Like, this is the audience focusing on the action or focusing on the plot. Connie rushes in and says, they just grabbed Joe Dabernathy's number and ran out the door. What are what are they doing? Um, and Jack says, if I know Jason, they're eloping. So Jack is in. Yeah, I Jack's, get, like, it, Jack's like, if I know Jason, and I like that he's like, he knows Jason enough to like have that foresight. But he's like, if I know Jason, they're eloping. And Connie's mm. like, okay, well, who wants cheesecake? <laughs> Were the breadsticks stale? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, the thing I'm getting, what I'm getting at here is that Jack is in this sort of private moment. Connie just bursts in. She doesn't even, I mean, she doesn't even know that Jack is, I mean, I think she knows that Jack's alone, but it's yeah. urgent to her. So we oh, as the sorry audience. Sorry for interrupting, but now that I have interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> now that I have interrupted, it, what is, what is that? Isn't that? Uh, that's from uh right yeah rabbit foot yeah where eugene oh appropriately where eugene wants to talk to Wit about i'm in love with katrina i'm in love and then so um i think jace no i'm mixing my people up jack when jack says if i know jason they're eloping when i was younger and heard this episode i thought what does that mean what's what's eloping and so like it's like eating fruit, but not when you can't. What? So there's when you can't elope, and then there's when you elope. <laughs> Honey, do you want to rephrase that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, a good response. Good oh, job. Thanks. I, I'm not a punster, but I... You I are now. <laughs> Great. Train me. It'll only get worse from here. <laughs> oh, man. So next scene, Connie is saying, eloping, which is... I imagine the conversation going, if I know Jason, they're eloping. Eloping? Yeah, that's what I just said, Connie. Uh, we have a, we have a commercial <laughs> break in between there. Yes, Connie. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so. Sorry, I had to say it because this music transition started. and I don't know where that came from. Because we didn't want to leave out the people who were not with us a couple minutes ago. And Jack's like, what? Is there somebody else in this room? And Connie's like, no, 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 go ahead. And so Jack <laughs> Jack is saying, he's still second-guessing himself. He's saying, I, I handled things badly. I could have been more diplomatic. And and then he's um, breaks the news to Connie. I don't, I don't think Tasha's a Christian. Uh, Connie says... Well, she could become a Christian. And this was another thing later on, like in other episodes that dealt with this, with Wooten's girlfriend, right, uh, Victoria. Uh, question is, what... And this was also with Eugene and Katrina, although on a much more intense level. Can somebody become a Christian who's not before the wedding? Was my question. Would that what compromise? Do you mean? So say Jason talked to Tasha and said, look, my faith needs to be first in my life. And Tasha says, well, 
I've known about Christianity, but I've never really known what it meant to me. Can ta- can Jason then go ahead and lead her to Christ in that moment, or would that be inappropriate to do so there? Um, I don't think it... I think that the real question is whether it's genuine, because I think that it could. It could be genuine if he was like, we need to talk about Christ. And she's like, yeah, I've seen how it has an effect in your life, but I haven't really thought about it. And he's like, well... Um, it's really simple. Like Jesus died for your faith. You know, all these things we've been talking about at church. Yeah. And I've been thinking about them and I think I would like to be a Christian. That would be reasonable. But if she's like, sure, I'll be a Christian. Boom. I'm a Christian. Now let's get married. Yeah. No, that, that wouldn't be appropriate <clears throat> because it's not real. Right. And then you have the question of what Katrina brought up. And I think I tried to phrase in part two of love is in the air, or maybe it was part one of if you're a new Christian, your, um, your faith or your romantic relationships might be affected by that. Or if you're still trying to figure out what your faith is supposed to be, then jumping into a romantic relationship can complicate things like that. Do you remember me talking about that? Am I yeah, crazy? we talked about it. I, I don't think I we don't agreed know with it. if I dis I don't know if I agree or disagree because I really think that mm-hmm. it depends on the substance of that relationship if you're both going towards christ together and you're united in that goal then like in the case of me and hannah not that we were new christians or anything right but went through our relationship i don't think that there were points where we were like oh yeah my relationship's more important than god or anything Mm. like we always had that as your god is god is the most important value here Right. And we're going to stick to that. Um, so in, yeah. And in, in Jason's case, yeah. I'm guessing that it, he, he says it in the conversation, my face should be the most important thing in my life. And by the way that he had been rushing around and kind of putting off her faith. And in the previous mm-hmm. conversation with Jack, where he said, well, sure, I, I guess she's a Christian, but I don't, I don't really care. I want to marry her anyway. That yeah. would be what would get in the way. So if he had been, concerned about her faith from the beginning then i guess and also connie mentions this on the turning point about evangelism dating and um, right again that's i i don't know i guess i kind of agree with connie on that point um i agree that are with you that there are exceptions and there are cases where it can go well but in jason's case specifically at least it probably wouldn't have have worked right and i want to clarify like i don't i'm not advocating for no, it no, like no, saying right, like yeah. oh yeah you should get married and then try to lead them to christ on your wedding no no no, no, <laughs> no like the night no, before your wedding then you idea. should do it i don't think that's true at all like i think that when the bible talks about being equally yoked it actually isn't even specifically only referring to marriage it's also referring to other relationships like mm-hmm. you shouldn't join yourself with other people who are not believers not not that you can't ever talk to unbelievers but that you shouldn't try to match up with them to achieve massive goals like say if you wanted to team up with someone who wasn't a christian to evangelize well that wouldn't work just because they're just because they're like really good marketers or something right yeah i think that wouldn't work maybe for business goals um and for for other secular purposes i think it's fine to to um be I guess teamed up with other people. Uh maybe not to it the can, point of it can be. At yeah. times like I think the biggest thing to concern yourself with is like will there be 
religious tension because of those team ups. And is that going to affect our relationship negatively? Right. Because because like, that's the intent. Like later, will there be a point where there, like for example, there's plenty of things in this world that are like um, controversial, where like Christians mm-hmm. think one thing, like pro life, for example. Yeah. Um. So like, if you team up with someone to build a company and they're not a Christian, and later you want to make sure that your company is as a, like from a company standpoint, a pro-life company and yeah. they disagree, that's going to cause tension. So that exactly. would be an example and that's, of that. That's going to split the, the control of your company and that's going right. to lead to, I guess, a lot of negative consequences later on. Mm-hmm. And in, in Jason's case, or I'm thinking in the case of just dating somebody, if you're, if you're dating or if you go into a, a relationship, at least for me, this is something I've thought about too. Would you start a dating relationship with somebody who was a non-Christian if you're a Christian? No, no you wouldn't because the the point of dating, at least for me, is not necessarily marriage, but to gain experience from a relationship and to have that, um, I guess, that background of being able to be in a self-sacrificial relationship or both a romantic love and self-sacrificial love. And you can't do that or you can't do the romantic part, I guess, without without a common faith background well you can but it's not it's not good to do so does that make sense am i articulating I think mostly, that well yeah okay okay I, we i don't think we've talked about my dating speech yet all right <laughs> I think we've, we've talked about parts of it we'll, we'll get into we it should. later yeah that'll be that'll be fun um in any in any case what i think jason should have done is back in a name not a number back when he first got the indication oh yeah Tasha likes me. That's cool. Is she a Christian? To consider that first. To yeah. put that above the romantic relationship. Because if it's supposed to be first in his life, it should dictate whatever he does. Right. That, I think the fact that he didn't, though, is consistent with his character. Like, yep. it's yep. not until the end of Darkness Before the Dawn before he's like, okay, Jack, I think I need to pray and, like, let God be part of this. And, like, I've been messing up everything, trying to control everything myself. And, like, he learned that lesson, but even if you learn that lesson, that doesn't mean that it ingrains itself into all your uh, choices that you make. Well, here's the thing. He learned the lesson. Next episode, literally the next episode, Tasha comes back. So all of a sudden there's this new, new, I guess a bit from his past that he right. needs to either carry over the lesson he just learned into his future or to disregard it. And he's kind of been shoving it under the rug. And then when Jack finally brings it up, is she a Christian? The old lesson that he learned at that pivotal moment in his life is coming back to him. And this is why I think this is the one of the most influential episodes in Jason's character arc because he finally gets it. And he yeah. finally he finally makes a, a significant choice other than just praying. He finally makes that choice to, to change to stop a major change in his life because of that. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> yeah. And I, th- I just think that's a, I've, it's really well written and it's, it's not a very plot heavy episode, but it's very, very thematic. And in, yes. in, in that way, um, we were just back where Jack was talking about it and mm-hmm. about where I brought the question, could you become a Christian before the wedding? And Jack's point is, well, maybe, but you never know. I mean, she might not become a Christian at all. My wife, my wife didn't. And then you get the story I really about, like his, I really like yes. his story. So a little background here is that when Alan Young, the actor who plays Jack, first recorded this episode, his, I think, 
it was a, his wife had died recently. I don't remember if it was just a while ago or um, several years ago before he recorded the episode. But he went in and he did the take and he his emotion was three times as much as it is in this scene when he recorded it. Um, he was he was he was a wreck and the writers had no <laughs> idea and they just thought, wow, you're really getting into this. And then come to find out, uh, I believe I'm just going to say his wife had died uh, recently and that take I, I think is available on the official podcast i don't know where exactly oh wow i want to hear yeah. that mm-hmm. it's it's similar to the one where eugene but similar to the turning point where will ryan hadn't read ahead in the script to where it was going between eugene and katrina and then katrina says yes i'm leaving odyssey and the reaction he has is a genuine reaction where he he's saying no no and then katrina leaves and eugene is broken in this one um, this is a different take than the original take that they did, and the emotions are dialed mm. back a little bit. But it was really hard for Alan Young going into it. Um, I'll bet. Mm-hmm. But he does portray a, an excellent story, excellent, excellent writing in this one. The music underscore is very good. It's it's not. Yes. It doesn't really sound synthesized, if that makes sense. Like the normal Odyssey soundtrack, it sounds much more morose, much more uh, legato, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I I agree on the music. Like, they did a really good job, not only in this scene, but throughout the whole episode. Like, at the beginning, the tone actually sounds a lot like Love is in the Air. And then oh. it starts getting serious okay. and somber now. And, like, it, it kind of, as you listen to the music through, throughout each scene, it has a very interesting transition where, like, it all fades into each other's tones yeah if that makes sense it, the, like the beginning of this scene hmm the beginning of this scene or just throughout the episode no throughout the entire episode each score gets progressively towards the different yeah like like it goes from that euphoric love is uh-huh. in the air thing and then it gets a little bit dialed back and then it gets to this serious sad somber music and then by the end it's reflective and hopeful, but still has like a little bit of that somberness in the Jason and Tasha scene where they're in the car. Yeah, I did feel like it was a little bit too maybe bright at the end of this scene. Just a little bit for that transition, but I get what you're saying where the, the hopeful is coming into place. Mm-hmm. Where Connie, is, the scene ends with um, Connie saying, well, there must be something we can do. And Jack says, yeah, we can. There's the only thing we can do. Connie says, that's right. We can, we can pray, which is yeah. their realization of it. And which is what Jack had been wanting Jason to do. And then on that note, we exit on a, a slightly higher music uh, yeah. transition. I want to jump back, though, earlier in this scene. A couple uh, highlights of Jack's conversation or Jack's, I guess, story. He mm-hmm. um, talks about how he was a Christian when he was a teenager. And then he met Emily. I don't know if it was. Bef- yeah, this was when he was, was new in college. In faith. Right. Is that the Emily from the Triangle? It is. Is that, is that her? Is it also... Emily Capello from the Young Wit series. Do you know her? I haven't heard the Young Wit series, I don't think. Oh, they're books. Or have I? Oh, have books? No, no, I haven't read them. Ah, uh, you better. They're pretty good. Um, anyway, I'm not going to go into that too much there, but he talks about they got married. Emily wasn't a Christian. She was happy for him, but over their relationship, there was one point where Jack pressed Emily about her faith. He says almost to the breaking point, and I'm... I want to hear what that story was right there. Yes, yeah, that'd be cool. It's just so so reflective when 
Jack talks about it. And then he says three years ago, um, she became very ill and affected her, um, her movement, her speaking. And I think this is a true story um, of someone at Focus who went through oh, something like this. I think. I know when Jenny died, that's that was a real disease that someone at Focus had gone through or someone who knew someone at Focus had gone through. Okay. Um, and then in the final moments, um, the emotional discussion between Jack and his wife and him saying, I, I don't want anyone to go through that. And this is his best line, I think, in the episode where he's I think is I think Alan Young is in tears and his voice is breaking. I, I don't want anyone to go through that. And more importantly, neither neither does God. And that, I think, is the main moral of this episode. More than just mm. the Bible says don't do it, but here's why. Because of the emotions that don't have to happen and weren't intended to happen that way. Yeah. There's no there's no growth that happens here. It's only it's only the results of your of depravity and of living without God that yeah. this happens. I really appreciate the whole episode's approach to this because it would have been easy to say, how dare you be unequally yoked and just stop there. But that would kind of fall short of explaining that God's commands are for our own well-being as well as Mm -hmm. because it's righteousness. Mm -hmm. Like he loves us and doesn't want us to be hurt by our own bad choices. And Jack's story shows what can happen when that and like what ends up being truly important after the romance and excitement of early marriage fades. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, his last words to her being, it's never too late to come to Jesus. Yeah. So, so great. And also, it would have been easy for this episode just to be a caricature of uh, Jack being, well, hey, you shouldn't get married to a non-Christian. And Jason saying, oh, well, I'm going to anyway. And then at the end being, oh, okay, you were right, Jack, my old friend. And Jack being, okay, glad you're back in the elites club, Jason. And Jason's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but to have it to where neither character is perfect, where Jack is constantly... Until his moment where he, I think the very end of the episode and the middle where he says, I can't be in your wedding, he is constantly second guessing himself and saying, no, I, I don't, I don't want to uh, force you to do that or something like that where yeah. I don't know all the facts here. You're adults. You can make your own choice. And Jason also on the other side being, no, no, wait, I want to hear what you have to say because I trust you. But at the same time, I, how, how dare you, you say that about me? Because he's struggling with this. Um, and this is, I think, Jason's Jason's really only love interest in this in this series. He kind of he kind of had something with Monica later on in Novacom. Um, and maybe with Jillian, but we don't talk about that. We so, really don't. <laughs> we no, really don't. No, we don't we <laughs> don't, don't need to. <laughs> so so now to, to just think now if Jason is still single and this was his pivotal moment in his development here how does that translate into his future or into what happens after this episode even does he in that he never really finds anyone else if that makes sense no so i don't know that's sort of a a frustrating thing that's uh why the connie kendall petition exists but um (laughs) and anyway speaking of which like I, like that, the Connie Kendall petition is nice, but I wonder, like, if she does get married, I don't know. It'll be weird. Like, what does that say for her future in Odyssey? Well, I've been listening to The Encounter recently, which is the okay. Liberty University's audio drama, and you'll this will make sense in a moment. Um, but 
they were going to do it at Sonic Con. They were going to um, release the the final episode of their season finale, like their season finale, um, today actually, but it got canceled because of you know, yeah. And um, in their their second season, they had these great characters, and I thought, oh, oh great, I can really connect with these characters. The writing's really good. The development's really good. I wonder where they're going. They killed off two of them, and I thought, what? You did that, but in doing so. They destroyed their characters. I mean, they eliminated their characters from the show, but at the same time, they had a great plot that followed, and they had uh, a really good, um, really good, like I guess, fallout of of their of that. And interesting the the stories they were able to tell because they drastically altered the landscape were so much more impactful than they would have been if they just left the characters in. That's the and way so, you do it. Mm-hmm. And so with Connie. Right now, I am starting to see the viewpoint of where she's being sort of a mom or sort of the main character on the show. Um, and if she's in an episode, I think it was wasn't it? I don't I don't know who said. Maybe it was the Wadfam Chalkpod. I remember them a lot. Um, but Connie in newer episodes, like I'm thinking of Mean Streak and um, Met His Match. Connie is normally like the main character in the show. Yeah, and. She doesn't really have any any problems. She's mostly saying, okay, well, here's my advice to you. Here's my advice to you. Every once in a while, she learns something, but it was in um, – why am I even talking about Connie? Oh, because we're talking about the, the petition. I'll make this short. Uh, I think Connie would have more character development if she were married than if she is now because she's kind of had so much development right now. Um, it would be good to see her go in a different direction. Okay. Anyway, that was kind of monotone, and maybe I'll shorten it up later. But anyway, uh, Jason – He's um in the scene with the next scene. We transition out of that one with Jack. If if you're okay to move on to yeah. last three scenes, mm-hmm. okay. Let's get this. Let's get this thing done. So Jason is driving, I think, and Tasha's in the passenger seat. She's saying, "Oh wait, hey, there's where Joe Abernathy is, and there's a little bit of music in the background. I don't know what the style music it was is. Like it was like '60s swing. It, it reminds weird. me of It's a Wonderful Life for some weird reason." It reminded me of like music that plays when Captain America is young. Oh like, yeah, that like one. Pre, like in the because uh, that's the sixties. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, that's wait. That's when he's young. That's the that's the thirties, isn't it? Was it the thirties? Or, or no, the forties. It was nineteen forties. That's 19- what it is. That's it was nineteen forty-three. I don't, yeah, I don't okay. know why I said sixties. And then the one where uh, have you seen the Winter Soldier? Yes, it's the one where uh, Nick Fury's in his room. Right. And that, yeah, that it's music. that kind of music, yeah. And you've got the um the the female singer, that sort of that sort of style playing over the radio. Um right. and maybe it's sort of that music of like, hey, we grew up listening to this music and now we're playing it here. Maybe so. Tasha's I think Tasha would have put it on the radio because Jason she says Jason has been very distant on the whole car ride. Like, maybe we should listen to some music. Break the tension. Da, 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 da. And Jason's like, "Hey, this is this sounds all right. Hey, honey, listen to that." <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. So she puts on the radio, and it's this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so meta. That would be crazy. Be, I know. They put it on. It's just the beginning of the episode playing in the background, and Tasha's and Jason's talking about something deep, and Tasha's like, "Wait, wait, I want to hear what happens here." And they listen like through the end of the episode, and Tasha's like. Well, okay, that's what happens. And <laughs> Jason's like, "Yeah, I guess we have to break up now because that's what happens on there." And Tasha's like, "Oh no." Uh, anyway, 
We can't so, break the cycle. <laughs> time travel. It's weird. Anyway, so... Paradox. Tasha is, again, very, very much a, a great character in this scene. Um, sort of bringing out Jason's own insecurities in the way that she talks and saying, okay, Jason, let's let's talk about what you're going through. And Jason slowly starts to say, Jack doesn't think we should get married. And his reaction to Tasha is much different than his reaction to Jack. Whereas to Jack, he was over the top. I'm so frustrated with you. Tasha, he's very humble. Like, I don't know what to do. And as he brings out each, each little bit and Tasha responds to it, he starts to formulate, yes, my faith is important to me. If there's a whole part of my life that you won't understand, how can we live like that? And the conversation ends with Tasha saying, um, and if I if I don't become a Christian, Judge Abernathy knocks on the window, Jason rolls it down, and he's like, hey, you want to get married at, uh, what, a couple weeks from now, tomorrow, right now? I, I don't remember what he says, but he's like, you can't do it out here, you want to come in? And Jason makes the decision, uh, no, we're not we're not doing the wedding right now. Which is Jason's one of his best moments, where he is at his like his one of his highest points with Tasha um, in yeah. that in that moment, like emotionally, but also one of his lowest because he knows what's right and he knows the decision he has to make, and he does it, and he displays great great character in that in that scene. Strength, yeah, mm-hmm. Ex- excellent, um, and really parallels into the next scene. Where uh, Connie's like, they're back, Jack, Jack, they're back, they're back. And then Jason comes in and, no, Jason doesn't come in. They go out to see him and he says he dropped Tasha off at the hotel. They didn't get married and Connie's disappointed for them. But also she is appreciative that Jason did the right thing. Jason's kind of like, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm single again, Connie. And Connie's like, oh, uh, but anyway, uh, so Connie goes back inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just got that. Uh, so... <laughs> So Connie goes back inside to uh, get, get the breadstick. <laughs> Breadsticks and cheesecake. It's Connie's favorite food. Um, so Jason stays outside, and I just want to read this, read the next two lines a little bit. Um, so he has a quick interchange with Jack, and Jack says, I believe what he says is, now you two have a chance to start your lives together the right way. Yeah. Is is that what he says? So some th- is that I suppo- think so. Is that supposed to mean did he say start your lives together or just start your lives the right way? I think he said did the he- right way. Okay, because I I don't know if Jack is saying, well, now you can become Christians independently and then get back together or, right. or well, I think- no, because Jason's already a Christian. So Right. Um, I think it was basically like the implication being now if you do get married, it'll be for the right reasons and at the right time. Because, yeah, now you're not just in the heat of the moment anymore. Now you're separated. And right. Taking time to think about it. And Jason is so humble in this because his whole past with Jack has been every, almost every single scene being above Jack and trying to talk down to him about, no, I'm right. This is what I want to do. Except for a couple times during Blaggard and during this scene where he says to Jack, thank you. I appreciate your courage. Thank you for always doing the right thing. And the right thing. The right thing. Transition out of that to Was Jack's that house. Right. Good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> transition out to uh, Wit's house where Jack is staying. Uh, interesting note. I thought I would I would put on there. Um, because yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So 
I didn't know that it was at Witt's house. I assumed he was like maybe up in the office praying again. But yeah. Oh, I'm guessing it's because you can hear a fireplace and a clock. Okay, and you okay. Right. So Jack um is in prayer and he says, Thank you for helping Jason to see. I believe is what he says. He prays for Tasha and her faith and then says, I'd like to talk, if you don't mind, about Emmy. And mm. that's such a great line to go out on because it shows that Jack in thinking of what Jason said last to him not what not said last to him, like <laughs> wait. So I'm what happened recent, yeah. I know, but Recently I'm I'm thinking back to where yes, Eugene, I'm dating Brandon. Eugene just walks out of the restaurant. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so uh, Jason saying thanks for doing the right thing, and Jack says the right thing, just walks off into the distance. <laughs> the right no. thing floats away. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, Jack is thinking about what Jason said and thinking, did I do the right thing? Well, here's a situation where I didn't, and it's still unresolved, and he's still bringing up the pain of what happened, and he still hasn't come to grips with it. So in this moment when he's in prayer um bringing up the three main what brought him to that point of jason and tasha and then to say we i i need to talk about that yeah Um, and i I think like the reason they left this as the end of the episode is to kind of drive the point home like again they're not trying to say hey anyone who gets married um to someone who isn't a christian is a bad bad person they're they're being very empathetic with this episode saying like hey it can really hurt you and it's still hurting jack even now mm-hmm. and that's i didn't yeah and that's why this moral is great because it, it illustrates what jason avoided and yeah. the choice the choice that he made by making that he's avoided this this hurt throughout the rest mm-hmm. of his life and jack is a great character and i think he's he's great partly because of the relationship he was in but at the same time, that was growth that he understands because now he can look back on it. But right. in imparting that wisdom to Jason, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think I need to say anymore. This was a this was a great episode. I really really like the moral. Ten um, out of ten. Too much. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. There wasn't much by way of a plot um, in this one. There was a lot of going back and forth, and. Um, like yeah, changes. It was, it was to more character the, the, uh, tension than anything. Yeah, a lot of lot of character development. Um, not too much for Connie. Uh, Connie's still bystanding in this one. Gets her wedding business snubbed, basically. Yes. And uh, has to go back to working for Harlow Doyle. And uh, oh no, <laughs> I do, I do. Uh, but um, she, Chris she needs to go and find Miss Turner, and, <laughs> and ask her, her if she needs to get married. <laughs> start a secretary's anonymous club i thought you were gonna say <laughs> that would work too um, i'm connie and i was a secretary for harlow doyle hi connie <laughs> um, hi connie <laughs> <laughs> he shows up there uh but chris at the end talks about the moral she not too many lines which i appreciate and we just go into the into the raps and there's not the upbeat music the happy upbeat like the one for love is in the air yeah um but there's the more uh, I don't I haven't classified it yet, but full somber. Yeah, more mix. somber, somber, serious, sober. Um, and uh, that's what we that's what we go out on. So, yeah, that was that's a question about Tasha. I think it's arguably, like objectively, one of the best Odyssey episodes. Definitely, 
one of the best, if not the best, in this arc. And um, I liked listening to it again and uh, see the little connections here and there to the saga, or the arc that we're going through right now. I appreciate talking about the uh, the theology behind it, too. So thanks for uh, the theology of apologies, Ryan, even if it's not apologies. The the theology of apologies? Do you remember that? You, uh, no. you made that joke earlier. We were talking about, uh, in Love is in the Air 2, uh, about how Eugene was apologizing to Connie. And after we finished talking about that, you were like, this has been the theology of apologies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting. You need to go back and listen to those reviews. I do like three times. I don't know why I do. It's weird. Yeah. Are they pretty good? They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Except for me just talking about finding Nemo references with no context. Oh, no. That was the all. best part. That was that was so weird. About, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. Anyway, um, we didn't ramble too much in this one, so that was pretty good. Well, Connie, I am glad about the way things worked out today, but uh, it's too bad. I'm you not. Won't have to, I'm not well, happy about anything. Uh, nothing. Nothing. No, What's the well, reason for okay, that? Well, okay, okay. I'm okay that Jack. You made it so that Jason and Tasha didn't end up getting married. Like, that was good. But at the same time, you made it so they didn't get married. What well, am I going to do? You realize that wasn't me. That was God. And if he doesn't want your wedding business to be successful, then uh, you have to trust him. Yeah, I suppose. But I'm sure that he does want it to be successful. I mean, just it's in the name. Dreams by Constance. You've been talking well, about your dreams. Now it's time to talk about my dreams. Speaking of which, I had a I had a dream last <laughs> night about your wedding business, and uh, did you? I was wondering, you don't have any um, secret plans, do you, for it? Well, actually, now that you mention, I do have some secret plans. You do? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Everyone has cakes at their wedding, but no one has cheesecakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Were the breadsticks stale? <laughs> jack 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 you can't have breadsticks at a wedding <laughs> i'm done i think i'm done <laughs> okay i can't go anymore. thank you everyone for listening to the podcast <laughs> yay uh we will be we'll be back next time um editing is a little bit slow but you know i should have more time to edit it won't be a problem uh we'll be back the next time we do this with the search for wit part one of three. which is gonna be crazy because I'm currently, like, in the episodes I'm listening to, not to review, um, we're in 21, Wish oh. You Were Here. Yeah. And we're about to lose wit. So, so next time I review it, it'll be soon <laughs> after I've heard the episode where he leaves. And it's going to be really weird. I'm, like, get... I'm not ready yeah. for this train wreck of emotions to happen again. We'll work. We'll, we'll get there. We'll see. Maybe, um, I don't know. We'll discuss Ryan's emotions next time on AIO Audio News. We'll see how that works. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for coming in. We will, uh, we'll catch back with you later. See ya. All right. You're listening to AIO Audio Yeet. It's really, really good. It's kind of like the one. Hang on a second. Someone's just walked into the room. James? <laughs> Hold on, hold on, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. All right, I'm here, sorry. My mom was talking to me. What did you just say? I said, James? <laughs> I was like, what? What is that a reference to? <laughs> it's to the ceiling fan. They had this, so you heard the ceiling fan podcast, right? Yeah, is it the one where he's hiding in the, like, in the, 
the duct or something like that? No, no, no. It's like, so after James leaves, they get Aaron, the intern, and then yeah. James comes back from college, I think it was. What's and, up? And the, yeah, he goes, right. what's up? And the door <laughs> opens and he's like, James? And then they do it again in another episode. <laughs> They're like, we already did that. Stop it. Yeah, I, rem- I remember him saying the audience is like, whoa, whoa, Right. <laughs> and... So no the the one where he comes back it was like a mini a mini sode where Ethan's on the phone and he says mini sode -sode. and then James calls like hey it's James and uh, Ethan's like um James I I don't know who that is wait Jeremiah is that you uh yeah Jeremiah was an intern (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I need to re-listen to that (laughs) at some point anyway back back to serious stuff yes 